attention, Riverdale, Riverdale Bulldogs. This is your principal, Principal Weatherby. Season 2 of Riverdale is over, and it's time for a Riverdale Roundup. I'm turning the microphone over now to Jay and Diana. All right, Riverdale fans, it's Jay and Diana, and we are back to give you a Riverdale Roundup. Diana, are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. A lot of good stuff happened in Season 2. It's, yeah. Yeah, let's just get down to it. So before we go any further, we're hitting the spoiler alert. If you haven't watched any of Season 2, you haven't watched any Riverdale you're insane because it's an awesome show but if you ha- especially if you have not watched the final of uh season two of riverdale we will be spoiling it so if you do not want spoilers go watch it come back and listen to this podcast all righty so i don't even know where to begin uh let- when we last talked about it i think we were at the midway point of the season uh there was a lot going on <laughs> and a lot has happened since then I think one of the best ways to do it, Diana, let's just do it this way, is, you know, last time we talked about a lot of our favorite characters, has, for you, has anything changed in the way you view any of your favorites? Have any characters you haven't really considered in the past, are they, have they moved up the ladder for you? Uh, where do you stand on some of these Riverdale citizens? Um, I don't know, I'm liking, I'm liking Cheryl a lot more, um, I'm really liking Cheryl, uh, Alice Cooper is actually getting pretty interesting, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Kevin at the end at the end of season two they they gave Kevin a little something so I want to see where that's gonna go in season three. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of changes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. I mean, I think Cheryl, you know, she was a character that I really enjoyed. Uh, she's sort of like that crazy rich girl, but oh my god. She, the second half of the second season, to me, they really developed that character out. What was, uh, let's just talk Cheryl Blossom for a second. What was some of your favorite developments uh, in her story? Um, Well, I know we weren't going to spoil it in the previous Riverdale episode, but I feel like I should spoil it now because that's one of the big things. Because Cheryl is actually... Well, not actually, I shouldn't say it like that. But Cheryl is, uh, the character is a lesbian, and then, like, she's always had to repress that because her mother was like, oh, you can't be gay, that's not good. So then she finally found herself a girlfriend, a Southside serpent named, oh, God. Tony, Tony that's right, Tony. Because her real name is Antoinette, and that's all I could think of. I'm like, Anthony, no. Yeah, and I think um, that particular episode where, you know, she summoned the courage to really stop repressing her feelings. She accepted herself for who she was. She came out to her mother, but her mother had a very poor response. Uh, She sent her for conversion therapy. That was a crazy episode. Yeah, it was crazy because like they, because like earlier in the series, there was this thing. It was like the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and there were these nuns who kind of like they said they took care of wayward children, but of course they also ran like an underground conversion therapy thing. So that's where her mother sent her, and they had her doing all this stuff like physical labor, and she had to watch like those old movies from the fifties where it's like you can't be gay. That's not good. And actually, it was funny because when they were showing, I mean, they were, you know, those classic, you know, we used to see them in health class, you know, you know, this is Timmy, blah, blah, you know, and, but what was funny was the actors in this 50s sort of, you know, please don't be gay film were who? 
Oh, it was Kevin and Moose, because in the first episode of the series, they had a little trip down to Sweetwater River, and then she saw them, and then they were about to... What was it? Oh, they are about to swim naked in the river together, because they were like, But Jimmy, I don't have my bathing suit. Oh, it's okay, Paul, we can just go in our underwear. So then, yep, it was it was Kevin and Moose. Yep, so she was rescued, and of course she was rescued by the love of her life, Tony. And of course... Dressed to the tees, Veronica was there in pearls and a cat suit and very high heels. So, anything else with Cheryl? Uh, you know, she came out as a lesbian, she accepted it, but she continued to grow. So, let's just kind of wrap up on Cheryl. And what were your thoughts on where she tell us where she ended up and what were your thoughts on that? Well, she ended up, she ended up trading in her hunting cape for a Southside Serpents jacket. And of course, since she's Cheryl Blossom, she doesn't get the standard black serpents when she gets a cherry red serpent jacket. That was just a classic scene with her becoming a Southside Serpent. Uh, one of the things I really loved about Cheryl was, um, you know, the Black Hood is on the loose again. We're going to talk about it. You know, we thought the Black Hood was dead. The Black Hood made a comeback. Uh, he paid Cheryl a visit, and he pretty much shows up at her front door with an axe. She's screaming, running through the house. She escapes out a window he comes out and he's confronted by a bow and arrow and hunting cape wearing cheryl blossom who shoots him and then proceeds to track him down yeah she 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 shoots him and then she tells betty she's like no i didn't shoot to kill i shot to wound so it's like she well because they they explain how she's good at bow and arrow because while her mother was receiving uh gentleman collars she was always outside practicing her bow and arrow so that's how she got the skills to assault the black hood that's right so the black hood is back and he came back in a spectacular fashion how did we learn that the black hood was back well they were at a um uh, well they were putting on a musical version of carrie which is a real thing by the way and they had uh, Cheryl f- at first was Carrie, but then, like, there were threats, and they said, like, Cheryl can't be Carrie, I'm gonna kill people. And so then they got rid of Cheryl, and they put in Midge. Midge was gonna be Carrie. And then they opened the curtains on Midge's scene, and Midge is crucified to the set, and written in her own blood is the Black Hood's promise that he will rid the town of sinners. Let's not forget, this is based on Archie comics. You know, Jughead used to eat a lot of hamburgers. Archie used to ride around in his jalopy. You know, this this isn't your dad's, or I should say in my case, my granddad's Archie comics. I mean, this this is Archie comics in a whole new direction. Alrighty, so, big shocker, the Black Hood is back. We're going after him. There was another big shocker, uh, a moment that when you and I saw it, we totally flipped out because we thought a dear, dear character was gone for good. Who was it and what happened? Oh, we thought Jughead was gone. No! I know, all my, all my seventh graders, they were, they, they lost it because they thought Jughead was gone because there was, during the uh, Riverdale riots, because they thought a serpent killed Midge, but then they realized there wasn't enough evidence, so they had to let him go and started a riot, and somebody shot him. So then it was all over the place. But during the riots, the ghoulies, the rival gang, got let out of prison. And remember that woman that Jughead skinned alive? She, the snake charmer, I believe? Yes, she came back, and she was ready to destroy the town, start selling drugs, and she's going to have this big rumble with the serpents. 
So what happened was that Jughead didn't want, like, his dad and his friends to be, like, killed by this gang. So what he did is that he went off to the Snake Charmer and said, you know what, take take me instead, you can kill me and don't hurt anybody else. So they do that and they, like, beat him to death and then, like... And then at the end of the episode, you see FP carrying his body back to Betty, and he's all bloodied, and, like, you think he's dead. And they actually start out the next episode with a fake funeral for Jughead, so, oh, God. Well, not only that, uh, it's Cole Sprouse that plays him. Cole Cole Sprouse, uh, after that episode, tweeted out, Thank you, thank you, Riverdale. And people were freaking out, thinking, "Oh my God, that's it! He's off the show." And yeah, they—it wasn't so much a fake uh, funeral. It was Jughead was in—he uh, was unconscious, and uh, you know, he was, I guess, imagining it like uh, Betty and Archie and Veronica at his funeral. But no, folks, rest assured, Jughead is still with us. He will be back. You could tell your seventh graders—they—they their their poet of angst is uh, still with us, so they they, they could sleep well. Um, yeah, Riverdale riots. Uh, you know, Black Hood coming back. You know, how does all this chaos happen? It seems like very very random events, but I think there's an eye of the storm here. There's somebody pulling the strings. I mean, who's the big evil here? What's going on? Hiram Lodge is the criminal mastermind behind everything in Riverdale. Okay, is it just me or is he trying to be Lex Luthor? Yeah, I think he is because he's like, cause he's like, I will open the casino and the brothel and all of this, and I will control the crime in Riverdale. And I'll be super rich. You know, we we you know, you and I we we, we kind of discussed this. You know, as we're watching it, you know, Riverdale is on the CW. The CW, you know, they have those ties to DC. Uh, we have the Arrowverse on the CW. Um, we see Cheryl in her hunting cape and bow and arrow, and you know, you're like, oh my god, it's the Red Arrow. Um, you know, Hiram Lodge kind of acting like Alex Luther. I think even even Veronica, like she threw a little she threw a little DCU in there. Uh, she had a little statement when things were going nuts. Yeah, she said that uh, you're turning Riverdale into Gotham City now. Again, you know, we kind of joked about it, but do you think in this Riverdale universe is Gotham City in the comics, or is there a Gotham City, you know, like an actual Gotham City, like they could hop in their jalopy and just take a trip down to Gotham City? What do you think? Well, I would like to think there is a Gotham City because I heard recently that they're letting Batwoman into the Arrowverse, so they already have one Bat person in, so maybe we can add another Bat person in Riverdale. Maybe Robin shows up, tries to tries to solve the crime while Batman's a little occupied in Gotham. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Anything could happen. Uh, when we last left Archie, Archie was really trying to earn his way into the Lodge family mafia. Um, but his story has really dramatically changed since then. So what's going on with our pal Archie? Well, first, Archie was... I, I think we forgot to mention this the last time. Uh, there was a guy, Nick St. Clair. He tried to rape Veronica. He tried to rape Cheryl. And the Lodge's... Uh, made sure he got into a car accident. But Archie, when he heard out about this, he says, no, that that car crash was too good for him. So he goes while he's, like, stuck in bed with, like, two broken legs and just beats him. And he's, like, wailing on him for, like, a good while. So he, that guy, Nick St. Clair, comes back, and he kidnaps Archie. And he was just like, I will have Veronica, and you will watch me, Archie. 
and then I'm going to kill you to earn my bones. Oh, God, they were dropping that line just a little too much. Uh, Not just Nick, but Archie as well, so please continue. So then Archie, he, he's able to, like, break out. He does, uh, he, he bops a few guys on the head, and he escapes, and he's running all the way down to the hotel where Nick Sinclair and Veronica are. And then Veronica, she was able to roofie Nick, and they held him hostage for $1 million. That's right. So, yeah, uh, Nick, Nick. Uh, kidnapped Archie uh, and pretty much told Veronica, you're going to pay me a million dollars to get him back. Uh, He had no intention. He wanted Veronica. He wanted the million dollars. He wanted his father's respect because apparently... Uh, in the in the Riverdale verse, we'll just call it for now because who knows if it's part of the Arrowverse. But in the Riverdale verse, uh, you know these mob families are just that they're just families. You know, it's not a conglomeration of people. It's just there's the Lodge family and the Saint Clair family and who knows what other families out there. They're all their own little mobs, it seems. Um, Hiram refused to pay because he does not give into terrorists. Hiram Lodge. Oh, yep, and. Even Hermione brought it in. She was just like, shouldn't we save him? And he goes, he is not part of the family. Yeah, he's not blood, even though he he and Archie did take a blood oath. So I guess that means nothing to Hiram. But, uh, you know, they turn the tables and they kidnap Nick and they get a million dollars. And I just love the scene of uh, Hiram and Hermione coming home and seeing Veronica there. Tell us what happened. They walk in and there is in cash a million dollars on the dining table and she's just like you see daddy kins i got a million dollars woohoo yeah she's just kind of like oh this is uh, some money i earned uh, kidnapping people <laughs> so you know uh i i kind of noticed as veronica is pulling back we're getting less and less of the word miha so tell us uh veronica she's going through a big change uh she was daddy's little girl but now what's going on with veronica when she found out that Hiram orchestrated the Riverdale riots, she she had no more of it. And she she had this plan because Hiram needed to buy one last piece of land on the south side, and that's the bar that the serpents hang out at. So she used her million dollars to buy it first. And she said, like, I'll trade you this bar for Pop's Chocolate Shop. And she said it was so that she could reopen a speakeasy, but I think there's a little more than that. But in that transaction, she lost her stake in the company, she lost her seat at the mob table, she lost her trust, she lost everything in that. Yeah, she's really essentially pretty much not a lodge anymore. I mean, maybe a lodge by name, but she's, you know, Hiram said, we we make this deal, you'll get pops, but you're out. Um, so, wow. I can't believe we've gone this far and we haven't talked about the Cooper family and Betty and Alice and Hal and our old pal Chick. So before we really delve deep into the Cooper family, because this is, this is to me, this is the family of Riverdale. Uh, Chick, if you guys remember, Chick was supposedly Betty's long lost brother uh, before she got married. Alice had a child. Uh, who did she have a child with? Because that was a, that was kind of a sh- I I don't know if it was a shocker, but some people might be shocked. So she had a child with whom? She had a child with F.P. Jones, Jughead's dad. So that that little thing, that 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 was good because there was one episode where she came knocking on his door and he saw her and she was just like, yeah, I knew you'd be back. 
yeah, he kind of just gives a smile like, oh, yeah, and just nods his head like, come on in. So, you know, Betty, Betty being the ace detective she is, tracks down her long lost brother who we find out is this guy named Chick. But then as 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 events unfold, we, we discover that Chick is not who he says he is. Yeah, it turns out Chick, this this Chick that they've been living with used to live with the real Chick. And they got into a big fight, and that chick actually killed them. Yeah, and chick kind of, uh, the the fake chick, or the one that's living in their house, kind of played it off of like, oh, I lost my temper, this or that, but I think we know better than that. So, you know, they, they're, they're confronting chick, which in a hilarious fashion, he is tied up in the Cooper basement, Jughead is working him over. Which is just kind of funny to see Cole Sprouse doing that. But um, Betty gets a call from her old pal, the Black Hood, and the Black Hood wants Chick. You know, he's a sinner. Bring him to me. What does Betty do? Betty actually does. She unties him. She brings him. I think it was to a graveyard, and she lets him loose. And then she she she's pointing a gun at Chick's head, and she said, "Tell me what happened." And he says, "Yeah, pretty much. I I killed him." And then. She goes, the Black Hood is right there, and if you start running now, you have a 50% chance of living. But by the time he started running, it was down to a 30% chance. So they never show what happens to Chick, but uh, my money's on that he is dead. Yeah, I don't think you're going to outrun the Black Hood. So, Well, if you know who the Black Hood is, you might think you could outrun him. But Well, that's interesting. So let's talk about the Black Hood because, you know, Season two has pretty much been the Black Hood. Yes, there's other things going on. We discover, you know, Hiram Lodge's big plan to take over the South Side. Um, all these criminal organizations coming together, blah, blah. But the Black Hood is kind of the big overshadow. Um, at the end of the first half of the season, we thought it was the school janitor yeah. who had wrongly accused a man of murder. Uh, he felt guilty. He has to get all the sinners. Archie was never convinced, and it turns out Archie was right. So, who is the Black Hood? The Black Hood is Hal Cooper, Betty's father. Say what? He, and how do we find this out? There was so much. Oh, my God. How do we find this out? Yeah, well, well, like, Betty starts suspecting it for a while because she's just like, oh, he still owns that. Not owns, but he's still renting this hotel room. He has the book. That the Black Hood used as a code. They're never in the same place at the same time. And then she figures out. But then eventually he's just like, hey, guys, while the Riverdale riots are going on, let's just sit down and watch some old family movies. And he pulls out on film reels this old family movie of him. And his mom is just like, daddy did what he had to do, right? Now what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to stop the sinners. So then... That's how you figure out that he is the Black Hood. Correct, that he is the Black Hood. Um, but as all this is going on, as we know, next door, Archie and Fred Andrews live. So as this is going on, what's happening in their house at that very moment? There is actually another Black Hood who comes in and shoots Fred Andrews. But then Betty said that that couldn't have happened because by the time... while. While Hal was telling them the truth, that was the exact same time the other Black Hood went in there. And the new sheriff, Sheriff Mineta, said, oh, it was the serpent tall boy. It was him. But I don't buy it, and I don't think Archie buys it either. Yeah, I don't think Archie buys it either. Uh, I think that's a very convenient cover-up. Because one of the things is, as they're arresting Hal, and Archie's kind of telling Betty, like, 
he can't be because he was just over there shooting my dad. Hal kind of turns and kind of gives a look, like a very knowing look. And I, I don't think we've seen the last of the Black Hood. And I'm almost going to throw the Black Hood up there. It's almost as if it's like maybe a cult or something. Yeah, maybe like because because definitely uh, the janitor, Mr. Svensson, was behind some stuff. He was going to kill Archie. He was going to have him buried alive. So I'm sure he was... He was gonna he, he was gonna kill some people. He might have been responsible for a few of the murders. But yeah, I think there definitely are multiple black hoods. Maybe Hal was the leader, maybe he wasn't, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of them. Alright, so fear not everybody. Fred Andrews, he was shot by the Black Hood, but he lived because he was wearing a bulletproof vest because during the riots when Archie and the gang, they were pinned down in uh, Pops. Pops. Yeah, the Ghoulies are surrounding them. The Ghoulies are the rival gang of the Southside Serpents, not the Groovy Ghoulies, that 70s cartoon, which was an awesome cartoon. But, you know, all seems lost. Archie's throwing Molotov cocktails. It's not working. But the cavalry arrives. Who shows up to bail him out? Sheriff Keller, Mr. Andrews, and F.P. Jones all ride up with their shotguns to save the day. And as they stand triumphantly in Pops, Kevin says, Hot Riverdale dads to the rescue. Yeah. Wait a minute, Kevin. Your dad's one of those dads. (laughs) That was a little... (laughs) He just says, hottest dads in Riverdale. (laughs) But uh, yeah, they do ride up and they do come to the rescue. So, we seem to think... How's the Black Hood? He's been captured. Uh, the Ghoulies, they still have their gang war with the Serpents. The Serpents do lose. Uh, FP just wants to take up and leave. Jughead convinces him to stay. Uh, FP does something, though, towards the end of the season finale. Uh, pretty, pretty emotional moment. What happens there with FP? He, 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 he retires from the Southside Serpents for good this time, and he leaves Jughead in charge. And Jughead's first act as head of the serpents is swearing in Cheryl Blossom and handing her that cherry red leather jacket. Oh, man. So the season is wrapping up. Uh, We believe that the Black Hood is behind bars. But of course, Archie and the rest of them are not so sure. Uh, it looks like, you know, Veronica is out of her daddy's good graces. Uh, Hermione, who won as mayor, she seems to kind of question the motives of her husband. She's right now kind of maybe playing both sides of the fence. We'll see. But, uh, you know, listen, it's a season finale. There's got to be a cliffhanger. So what was the big cliffhanger at the end of Riverdale? Okay, so earlier in the season, while uh, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, Archie, they were all having a little vacation up in the mountains somewhere, and during that, like, a bunch of, like, thugs broke in, and the uh, Archie chased them out, but then Veronica's bodyguard, Andre, actually shot and killed one of them. But now, like, it was before the riots, like, somebody wanted revenge on Hiram, they killed Andre, so Andre's dead. So then while Archie is being sworn in as Riverdale High President, the police come in and arrest him for the murder that Andre committed. Because we find out that those were no ordinary thugs. They were actually hired by Hiram. Hiram 
is hiring everybody. Uh, kind of before this whole scene takes place, we were kind of joking. It was the formation of the Legion of Doom. Uh, we see Hiram there with uh, Mumsy Blossom and Uncle Claudius. And the Snake Charmer. Snake Charmer is there as well. And uh, the head of the Ghoulies. Uh, they don't give him a name. They don't really give him a name. I think he... I think he thinks he's the Joker because he's got the face paint on, and they're pretty much, pretty much establishing their plans for the south side of of, of Riverdale. Uh, Hiram will get his prison. Uh, you know, the Ghoulies are going to be the enforcers. The sheriff, sheriff, what was his name again? Mineta. Sheriff Mineta uh, is going to make sure that drugs flow uh, in that uh, prison. Drugs supplied by Penny, who is the snake charmer. Uh, it kind of looks like the Legion of Doom, and they're like, well, what about those meddling kids? And that's when we see Archie get arrested. Now, afterwards, we were kind of joking around, but, you know, we were, we were kind of making the comparison. Sure, Hiram and his gang is the Legion of Doom. So does that make Archie and his pals the Justice League? And if so, Diana, who's who? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think... Maybe, well, Jug, Jug, I think Jughead is definitely Batman because he has he has the brooding everything. I don't think Archie's smart enough to be Superman because the whole reason why he got arrested was because he went to Hiram Lodge and said, I'm going to take you down, Hiram Lodge. I have all this evidence against you. So, of course, Hiram Lodge turned the tables on him. So he's not smart enough to be Superman. But, you know, the thing is, you know, let's go back a second. You know, when uh, Veronica made that deal. Now, Veronica, I think Veronica knew that if she hands over the white worm, which is the bar that Hiram needed to control the south side, if she hands that over, her dad will control the south side. And he, she might not know his full plan, but she, I'm pretty sure she knows it's it's not going to be good. So, you know, while she says, oh, I just want the chocolate shop for me and my friends, and then she later on says, I want to turn into a speakeasy, do you think... Veronica is calling the shots and you know because we, we, we view Archie really as a big lunkhead yeah. and we weren't surprised when he confronted Hiram and is like here's what I'm going to do to you bye um, do you think this is all Veronica's master plan for season 3 like getting Archie arrested and everything yeah you know taking over pops and i again i don't think it's because it's the cool place for the kids and oh i'm gonna turn it into a fashionable speakeasy i think she knows more about what goes on there than she lets on and you know we, we all know that archie's a big dope so to ask him to continue to play that role do you do you think like this is where season three is gonna go hiram versus veronica I think so, yeah, but then of course there needs to be something for Betty and Jughead to do, and I think that's when the extra black hoods are going to come into play, and then uh, maybe Cheryl will be stopping her mother's brothel, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, uh, but yeah, it does kind of look like, almost like the Justice League versus uh, the Legion of Doom there. Alrighty, so... I think this is a good time to wrap up Riverdale recap. Uh, the show is over for now, but there will be a season three, and that means the recap will be back when that happens. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the season premiere. Uh, who knows? But, uh, Diana, any final words before we sign off? Um, I don't know. I liked the I liked the, the Moose-Kevin uh, makeout scene that they had in the bathroom after Moose was lamenting about, like, my girlfriend is dead, 
and I loved her, Kevin, and Kevin's like, it's okay, and they start viciously, like, making out, so I'm like, Moose, weren't you sad that your girlfriend was dead, but then, uh, that's the CW for you. If, it, if it's not Betty and Veronica kissing, it's got to be Kevin and Moose. <laughs> yep. Alrighty, so thanks for joining us here on Riverdale Recap. Uh, as you know, you find it here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know, which is on Anchor. We do have that call-in feature, so call in and let us know what you thought of the show, uh, what you want to hear in future episodes. This is Jay and Diana, and we are signing off.